0: Well, hello and welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast. We're bringing the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. Really excited today because I got two great, great friends and colleagues that I've known for years, and, and Darren and Allison. So these guys are going to deliver knockout content. So, Darren Denetton, Surface with Style, um, Allison and Restaurant Coaching, you guys have put together something that I really like. First of all, I, I love the title Restaurant Management 201. It's a course. Uh, to train restaurant managers. And, you know, I like the slash, get rid of the one-on-one. It's not the basic. You guys go above and beyond. And so, uh, Darren, we're going to get into this in a second, but give us the overview. I mean, you guys have run through this one time, at least. Tell me a little bit more.
1: Well, Jamie, thanks for having us. Uh, really excited to be here. Love talking to your group. And uh, good morning, Allison. And we put together a online course, and it was uh, taking the entire management team through step-by-step on every single part that is involved with managing a restaurant. And we ran it as a a five-month course and Allison and I have been working on this for about a year and a half now, and we're now expanding out. So we're going to take it out to uh, workshops and it's uh, a step-by-step process on how to develop your managers and how to, really get the business part of what we do in restaurants to the table meaning we operate every day and there's a lot going on there the business side of it sometimes gets pushed off so we're trying to help the uh, the owners and the uh, the developers of restaurants with training their managers and really bringing the entire management team to life
0: nice Nice. So we're going to, we're going we're gonna to pull up some slides in a little bit and train and talk about this stuff. But Allison, before I do that, what was one of your main highlights running through with that first time? What did, what did you kind of learn that you didn't expect?
2: Oh, wow. Um. Well, so I'd say, so our, our overall goal with this course has been for so long, for so many people in the restaurant industry, there's just been this kind of resignation or acceptance that in order to be in this business, in order to hopefully succeed in this business, you just, you kind of have to burn yourself out. You have to work yourself into the ground. If you're not there for six or seven days a week for anywhere from 12 to 16 hour shifts, then like, uh, you're not going to get it all done. And so we came into this course really wanting to provide people with the tools the techniques the systems that build efficiency and also train their leadership so that like you can have the most efficient systems in the world and if you don't have the leadership skills and styles necessary in order to bring your people along with you then your systems are sunk because it's just you paddling like a duck alone trying to like drag a cruise ship behind you (laughs) And that, for me, was the really big takeaway from our first time ever running through the course is how many people in the industry, in management, in the industry, are really struggling with things like employee buy-in, are really struggling Mm -hmm. with with really being at the helm of the ship for their people and having everyone on board, everyone pulling in the same direction and really wanting to show up for the business business and for the the management team themselves. So a lot of the work that we ended up getting into was around that kind of mix of, yes, it's about the systems, it's about the business, but you can't actually get to that until you have a really strong leadership style, until you have relationships built with your people that have them actually doing the day-to-day work so you can focus on building the business and what comes next.
0: Good. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm just, I got the visual of the the duck doing the paddling and, and maybe not making as much progress as he, as he would like, but uh, let me, let me, let me try this tech button. So I'm going to hit a, hit a slide share. I think we're all going to slide to the side there. So that worked good. Um, uh, Darren, start us along, bring us through some slides, talk a little bit. I've had Darren on countless times on my podcast. He's a great trainer. So he's going to share a lot of tips with you right now. So I, I may look for an opportunity, Darren, to, to ping in and clarify something I'm going to let you roll for a little bit.
1: Well, I'm going to piggyback off of what Allison was saying and then turn it over to her for a second. The pace of our restaurants is too fast. There are simply too many things each day to get done. And what we all know happens is we get tied up into the daily problems that feel that they're incredibly important because they're right in front of you. You have a bartender that cannot make tonight's shift, so you have a problem that you have to solve. What Allison and I tried to do was take a step back from that. How do we put a system and a program in place to really help every part of restaurant operations and restaurant management? And we, we certainly understood that it, it starts with the the right people and the right systems but Allison can I turn it over to you to, to talk about um these are some of the slides from our course when we mm-hmm. talked to Jamie about putting together a podcast we thought we'd pick out just a few of our our favorite slides and uh talk through them a little bit so Allison
2: I would love to um leadership in the restaurant industry is just pretty much my favorite topic it's funny uh, As much as I also love the course name Restaurant Management 201, it's almost like a little bit of a trick. It's a little bit of a misnomer because in order to get to that next level restaurant management skill set, in our opinion, you actually need to be more of a leader than a manager. Having those management skills are super important to be able to address the things that are right in front of you and to be able to keep operations moving. But it really starts with shifting from relating to yourself as just a manager who's kind of like shifting all of the boxes around to being, I'm going to go back to the ship metaphor all the time, just because it works. (laughs) You're the captain of the ship. You're not down in the cargo hold helping people move things around. Because if you do that, then nobody's steering the ship. Nobody's making sure that the rest of the um, the crew know where they're going and how they're going to get there. So really, the first step is to start to relating to yourself as a leader and looking at what kind of a leader do you want and need to be? What's missing from your leadership style? How do you really make it so that you are someone people want to follow? And so that's kind of step zero as we really started looking at this uh, leadership versus management, where people are just stuck in the management and can step out of that quagmire and become leaders for their people.
0: Yeah. Let, let's, uh, just super side note, right? I mean, coincidence of all, all coincidences, you know, we ran, we did a webinar this week on that topic, leadership first management. And so I don't know when this will run and I don't know when that'll, that'll, that, that'll that be out there and stuff, but it's such a, it was such a fun topic to talk about because they're a very different thing. And I still had, uh, I still had a quote handy on my thing, right. On my, on my, on my desk, you know, um, a lot of the, a lot of all the books behind me, a lot of them relate to management and stuff, but. You know, the management is the doing things right. This is from Peter Drucker. Leadership is doing the right things. It's it's so it goes beyond that. Right. And the one that I really like was Steve Jobs from Apple fame, of course. And, you know, management is about persuading people to do things they they do not want to do. Right. While leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought were possible and getting that Mm -hmm. buy in and and going beyond that. So this is great. And I fully, fully endorse that stuff. I big believer in in, in all the learnings you can do and, and the teaching so. So get more into it. Um, Perfect timing. What do you got? Well, how I've always
1: looked at it is restaurants are a a big puzzle or or building blocks. And there's a lot of different categories or departments that need to be running really well if you're going to be a great restaurant. And what I found from being in restaurants my whole life is that if there's a foundation, if there's a real good structure, if there's some things that we do regularly that everybody understands and they're just what we do, then the smaller problems like bartenders calling in sick and not having backup plans get a little bit easier and easier to solve. The whole premise is to take your leadership team, whether they're key employees or all the way up to your owners, and work together as a group of people that understand what needs to be done, who is taking care of it, and who is accountable for it. So how I step back and take a look at the big picture is the foundation of leadership, systems, and staff. When you have those right people that can work together as a good management team, and that's what the course does, right? It walks you through step by step how to do this. And when that management team trusts each other and they regularly have good manager meetings and there's a leader for those manager meetings, then communication is a strong part of it. So the leadership team has to be developed first. And we're going to take you through organization, (coughs) excuse me, through organization charts and job descriptions and how to set that management team up for success. Then we dive into a lot of systems and the systems are what really holds this together, right? If you have 15, 20, 25 systems. We're not talking eternity here, but we're talking about proven systems that work in restaurants. But we put it together for you in a a clear and easy way to understand this. And then you tie in the people, right? If your leadership team is developed and they've designed this program or systems that you're gonna use, now you gotta get buy-in from the staff. So that's our whole premise of this, and and you guys kicked it off, right, with leadership, and that's where we really start, and to me, I've always looked at the the characteristics and what traits really need to be in hospitality leadership. This is the type of traits that we're going to teach you step-by-step how to develop these, and when your leadership team and your individual managers have this skill set, then you're together as a group leading everybody in the restaurant. So the leadership skills are, are really where it, it starts. We always ask anybody that's taken the course to trust the process. It is a process. A lot of restaurants would love to jump to driving sales and, and marketing plans, but there's a process in place that takes time to really implement so that These are things for the long-term. This is not a short-term fix. This is an idea of how you can run your restaurant in an organized fashion. And leadership starts, it sparks morale, right? That strong leadership really gets your staff going and that morale drives productivity when your staff wanna be there and they enjoy it and they respect you and it's the right position for them. They're willing to do those extra pieces. And we all know, right, Jamie, you've talked about it a a lot on your podcast, labor cost is such a driving force for the business backside that that productivity is what really drives profit, right? The labor cost is still the the highest dollar that we spend on anything. and, And that part of it is not just about writing a good schedule, right? It's about really managing your labor. So we kick off with making sure that the individuals that take the course understand that it's their responsibilities, right? They have to come to the table with their skills that are defined and their energy and their focus and their commitment to helping make this restaurant really well. So we challenge each individual to look at themselves and see what they can work on and what they need to develop. And it's all part of this growing together as the team And we certainly one of the key parts that I took away from our first online course was the the manager activity managing the shift. Right. What's their role? What should they really be focused on? How do they deal with employees? How do they deal with customers? How do they run a really crazy, busy shift when things are out of control? So we focus on what the the manager role is and. I know I'm going on here, but we really do cover a lot. The systems that we talk about, we break down into eight different categories of systems and we really run through every single piece that should be part of that system structure, right? If it's talking about staffing, we're going to run through every single system that's required. So first that the managers are aware of it and then they can talk about the systems that they need and then we can help supply with forms and files to get them on board to really take off with a, a format uh, training is a, a real big part of what we cover financial systems we, we love that so we go through step by step on how to control and how to identify and and of course um the favorite part is is the marketing so when you get to the marketing piece near the end that's when we're really talking about driving sales and and building a, a strong restaurant.
0: Okay. Well, uh, definitely covered a lot, a lot there down. I know. And I know each of those slides could have been in, in our presentation in and of itself. And so you just kind of, kind of, kind of highlighted there, but I really did appreciate that, that kind of um, progression. The, the If you can't just, want this stuff to happen by itself and get to the profit piece. You, The leadership to the morale, to the productivity, to the profits. It's a good um, checklist for people to go through. And say so you really can't skip a step there. Uh, if you don't have engaged people, you won't get to the next level and, and so forth. So I really appreciated that. Um, systems, absolutely. And, and something that came to mind, I'm sure you talk about it in the course, but I want let's touch on it for two seconds, is systems set you up for an exit strategy down the road, right? Where you can tell the prospective buyer as you're, as you're, as you're selling that, if that should that come, listen, these things are in place, follow the systems. The, the restaurant will produce these results and so forth. But when you don't have those, when you're going ad hoc, working 80 hours a day, you know, fighting fires, um, is that part of the, is that part of the thought process you walk through with folks? Well, that's the end game, right? The
1: exit strategy. And it's hard to plan that but it is absolutely something that needs to be done ahead of time. And an exit strategy to me is building a valuable business. And whether you're handing that off to your children, you're going to put it on the open market to sell it, or you're uh, turning it over to an employee that's worked for you for a long time. There's a lot of different options on exit strategies, but each one of them is built on a strong business and systems really define that when whether it's an operating meeting or a meeting where someone is looking to purchase your business, the the financials need to be in order. And during an operational meeting, if you have the right numbers on the table, there's six or seven numbers that I think a management team should be discussing every single week. Mm -hmm. And the systems provide you with that tool to get the right numbers on the table. So every single week, if you're reviewing your your daily labor cost, your dollars on the shelf for food and beverage, your management labor cost, and you're reviewing some specific numbers consistently, that's how you can improve. If you don't have the systems, such as a good inventory system or costing cards or a budget then those numbers are never pertinent. Right. So driving toward whatever type of business you want, exit strategy or a long-term business that you want to run yourself, it's got to be organized, built on systems and strong financials.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, digging in a little bit there, Dan. Uh, do, are we shifting over to Allison for the team part or yeah? All right, so Allison, this, this part, I, I, really, I really enjoy the, the team building part um, it, it's been a challenge for restaurants in the labor market. We already touched on it, right? In general, just Absolutely. finding people. Um, not hopefully, you know, your restaurants aren't going to the warm body strategy because you needed people. Taking the time to find the right people is important. Otherwise, the turnover just happens and you don't make progress. So, talk about building a team. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, in fact, I would argue that not only do you not make progress if you're just bringing warm bodies in, but when you are constantly dealing with turnover, dealing with losing people, having to bring in new people, having to, that's one more thing on your plate that you don't have the time, the space or the money for it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So not only are you not making progress, I would say that actually drives you backwards that it's almost worse to have the wrong fit brought into your team than it is to just have a whole in your team, um, so we really look at building the team that is aligned with the guest experience that you want to have, the, um, the 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 whole vision, mission, goals that you have for your restaurant as a whole, which is also that's. Like Darren was saying, it's a process. So we start with, hey, how do you want this restaurant to exist in the market space? What's the experience you want people to have? What is the the mission that you have as a business and the goals that are gonna get you there? And then you need to bring in people and train them in such a way that they understand that as well and that the work that they're doing is really aligned with that vision you have, otherwise you just have a lot of people who are kind of ping ponging around and hopefully taking care of some people. And you're either you're either um, just treading water and trying not to drown, or you're actively going backwards. And so it really does, as we've said and we will say so many times, it really starts with. Your leadership team, yeah. you need to make sure that there is trust there and that there is a reason for your people to really respect you, listen to you. And so that starts with the, the personal standards that we go over for the management team. And then you really want to be clear about like, hey, what are the standards that we expect from our people and why would you buy into them? Why would you show up in that way? that really has a cohesive team, a team that trusts each other, a team that works well together. It really, really starts with sharing with your team, what's in it for them, what's in it for the Mm -hmm. business. Like, how is this going to be better for everyone if you're willing and able to show up in the way that we're asking you to? Um, And I mean, there has never been, in my opinion, a more important time for this conversation, not only because- Staffing is low, but we've got a brand new generation who was raised in a very different way than a lot of the people who are starting these businesses, and they have different expectations from jobs. So it really is about a new way of being with them, training them, encouraging them, and giving them the space to to flourish and have a purpose in their lives. This isn't just like, oh, well, I'm 17, so I get a job in a restaurant. That's what I do. They want Value and purpose to their lives, and so it's a lot about how do you bake that into your training system and the ecosystem and culture of your entire business.
0: Something something we um, touched on in that recent webinar that I mentioned was that that highlighting the employees part, right? Um, and and really came from the conversation of critique in private, and if you agree with agree or disagree, but critique in private, and you know and. And and then, but public. really, praise in public. You know, I mean, when when you highlight the people, and whether it's that employee of the month meeting or um, uh, just just saying something almost offhand, but in front of other people, it has so much more meaning to folks. And there's so many great ways to, uh, without a lot of effort, recognize your employees. Any quick thoughts there?
2: Absolutely, and actually, I would take that one step further into a little bit of the kind of behavioral science background of things is that we as human beings exist in our own thoughts so often that a lot of times, unless somebody else is coming in and interrupting the thought process, all we have is what we say about ourselves Mm. in our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So um, to have somebody else come in and interrupt that with encouragement, with praise, with acknowledgement, it it actually gets to kind of rewrite the way that we think about ourselves by showing us time and time again, how the people in our lives see us. So um, I say praise in private and praise in public. Um, We were actually really, really grateful. We had Derek Brown, uh, who was the former owner of the uh, bar of the year, American bar of the year Columbia room. He came in and he talked about um, just that, that he actually, he found that bringing people's positive qualities and the things that they were doing well just has like a 10x more than more than critique more than saying how people can grow by just giving them these spaces where they're doing well it gives them places to focus their behavior and to focus their thoughts about themselves and their teammates on really continuing that process. It it builds people up in such a way that they start to relate to themselves as people who show up that way, people who act that way. And um, to do so in front of the team brings this kind of cohesive reminder of like, hey, this is who we are for each other. This is how we behave. This is the culture that we have. I think it's, it's crucial.
0: I'm, I'm going to dig, I'm going to digress and stay there for one second. Hold, hold me. So my, my earphones don't go, don't go away. But um, I, I talk about this book almost in everything I, I do lately, or I, I, I this is one of my favorite books, how to win friends and influence people, Dale Carnegie written in 1935, but just as apropos as today. And the story you just told remind, I, I read a chapter every day. So it's like about 30 chapters in this book. I read a chapter every day. It takes five minutes or less. Uh, so every month I read it and then I read it again and then I read it again because what are we? We're like, we're very forgetful people. And so by the time I read it again next month, I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I forgot. Like one of the things in here is don't, you know, don't, don't, don't criticize people. This one I, I just opened to like smile, like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's a reminder. Like, smile at people. That's helpful. So anyway, the story that you just told about uh, we're very, as humans, we're very easy to criticize, but we, it's very hard to say positive things to people. And it's so easy to do that. Uh, and we get so forgetful to do it. So believe me, it means it's, it's very meaningful to your staff, to your managers, to your wife, to your son, to your daughter, to say nice things to them. It's, it's very important. So just a a side lesson that we can all learn from every day. So keep, keep going, Allison.
2: Amen to that. Uh, Well, and I I think that that segues really beautiful into this idea of personal systems because the more you recognize and encourage the wonderful things about other people, the more you can start to see that for yourself. It really does. It, It starts with you. So to ask your staff to have. Um, goals and intentions and to show up in a certain way when you're not actually doing that work for yourself when you're not working to be organized and to be efficient in your own life when you're not acknowledging yourself like I say it all the time restaurant people are absolute rock stars you cannot even survive let alone thrive in this industry without being just one of the most incredible humans on the planet with everything that we have to do and be with. And so there is that first step of like, hey, look at you. Look at how amazing it is that you're here. Take a breath, slow down, put some systems in place for yourself. Remind yourself that you're also doing great. And the more you're able to have that feedback system, it continues to grow and grow and grow in your culture. And then once you have built that culture, then it's it's the systems, it's the details of, okay, so how do we recruit and interview? What does our onboarding process look like? What does our training process look like? Who's doing the training? You know, Do our managers know how to show up and coach and develop people so that people really see a future for themselves with the business for as long as they're gonna be there, which is really gonna help with retention When you do need to discipline someone or talk to someone about their behavior, how are you showing up? How are you doing it? All in that way that is going to build morale and bring the team closer together. You don't want a team that is separate. You don't want a team that doesn't want to deal with each other. You really want a team that trusts each other and works well together. And so from there, you just get to choose, hey, what does our system look like that's going to work for our restaurant? and putting all of those things in place. And so a lot of what we do in the course is reminding people, hey, here are the things that you need to have in place and you need to really choose what does this look like for you all. Have it so that you can write it down so you can communicate it. This is step by step how this goes for us so that there isn't one person or a couple of managers who were just have it have it all as a balancing act that they have to take on it's the kind of thing that you can communicate to literally anyone who walks through your door hey here's how we do things let's talk about what we're going to train you on and what you're going to take on
0: yeah yeah i uh, well yeah i i have something in my head but i'm gonna let you go for a little bit more but i, I want i'm gonna come back to something go ahead, keep keep going out
2: well i'll toss it back over to darren actually so we we went into a few of our favorite topics and a few of the things that we that we discussed but we get mm. into the heart of this for these are our 10 mastermind topics so we break it down and get into what's needed for all of these 10 topics um so Darren I'll let I'll let you take over the grand summary well, and,
1: and Jamie I think what we've uh, found is that the intentions of owners and and higher-up managers are to put together a good management team. And they piece together people, and sometimes there's six, seven, maybe 10 of them on the leadership team. And all of them have some skill set, absolutely. That's why they're sitting at the table. But to see everything as a put-together puzzle is a little bit different. And on the last slide that Allison was talking about, These are the steps to building your phenomenal team. And it's a process. And we dive into every single part of this in depth, teaching not just one or two of the managers, but bring your whole management team. And we had several restaurants that had six, eight, 10 people on our online classes. And it's a great piece to talk about, here learn a little and then bring it up at your next manager meeting and you, you take what we're teaching and build on it more and more and you keep implementing it and the mastermind topics allison and i go back and forth all the time when we were developing this of what's the next step what's the proper process what needs to be in place if you're going to have a successful guest service program well you, you better have uh, the expectations set ahead of time and if you're going to have a good training program well it has to be laid out with some materials and some steps and some checklists so we're trying to put the whole package together and again adding in the business with the operations so that owners understand that these are the priorities they need to take care of and the operators understand what their role is But there's so much overlap between the business and the operations that if I'm a general manager, I have to understand what the owner is working on and and what their goals are so that I can help get us there. So it's not just that we're uh, teaching some topics that are pertinent in the industry, but we're trying to pull together the the restaurant's management team and bring them all to the workshop and and get the message all together and take away from there. So we're uh, we're putting together a pretty good program.
0: Yeah. Listen, there's so many details of of the restaurant business. You guys know this. Operators know this um, business of of so so many details. I was just going to point out, as Allison was talking and I'll, I'll transition here in a second, but Me personally, and you guys are probably similar as a family, we, we eat out a lot. Sometimes it's quick service just a Thursday night, quick meal to get home, but we eat out a lot on, on weekends and so forth. And I'm just telling you straight up that I am getting a lot of mediocre experiences lately. I don't know what's happened. I don't know where the shift has been. I don't know where the attention has been, but, but, uh, I, I know that it costs me a lot more as everyone else to eat out. So it's a hundred dollars here, seventy dollars there, 80, 50 dollars to eat at a quick service place for the family. It's, it's it's tough. So and and it's mediocre, mediocre. So one out of ten experiences, I'm really like, oh, that was that was enjoyable. I don't mind paying for that. So what you guys are talking about, if you implement those systems, you guys are you're going to be in that that you're going to be that one of 10 restaurant that's giving me that great experience. And I, and I want that number to be five out of 10, eight out of 10, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10. Uh, and we've really fallen off. So I encourage folks to, to get into this. And I know you're jumping at, into a kind of what would you call it, a workshop at the uh, at the upcoming events. And then you have the full blown program. To tell me more about how they can dig in and and get and get get involved with you guys.
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, Jamie, just uh, back quickly. uh, We were dining out, me, my wife and and daughter, uh, a couple nights ago. My wife says, how is everything? She said, oh, it's okay." And she says, what's it going to take for me to hear really good? And I said, a lot more than what we're getting here tonight. And it was just a a blase type of dinner. And it was just the three of us. And it ended up being ninety one dollars. And sure, understand prices are going up, but a friendly smile, a a little bit of timely service, uh, a gesture as we left the restaurant, simple little tiny things that would have added to the value of my experience. And now when I make the decision tomorrow or the day after where we go, does that restaurant hit the top of my mind? Today it doesn't. And it was just based on that last experience. And from being in the secret shopping service side of the industry for a long time, what we've always realized is that if you can provide a type of experience with your guests that is 90% and above from a secret shopping score, that's where you have to be pretty good to hit 90%. If you provide me a guest that experience three times in a row, I now trust you. And when I trust you, I'm certainly willing to come back more often. And I'm also willing to talk to somebody about it. But with What has went on with prices, we all understand why, but we have to justify those costs because, yes, I understand prices have went up, but did I really expect a a $90 dinner for this type of experience? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I would have been very happy if that service had matched the food. And the value equation. 70, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. As the
0: value equation shifts your, it has, the delivery has to be better. Question for you though. Like, so what was her reaction? I, did you say it exactly like, Hey, it, it needed to be a lot better. And did you just go, Oh, or like, like, what happened? Yeah, Anything well, it, happen if, if, um, We,
1: again, I've been a uh, secret shopping service with style, right? We've been doing it for 25 years. So uh, my, experience at restaurants is always looking and observing and picking up on the small things. I uh, write a lot of secret shopping reports. So that's where my mind is. And little things take away from the value where the the greeter was okay, wasn't anything fabulous, but it was just guided us to the table, dropped the menus. And it was a missed opportunity. And five or six of those missed opportunities uh, left me feeling with It was just an okay experience. So to me, it's always the people connection. When that part is there, when somebody makes me smile, so many other things are more enjoyable, but it's got to be based on the employee. And it's not easy just to go to every table and smile with everything that we're talking about behind the scenes. So as Allison was talking, you got to build the right team so that the morale is there and they're excited about doing this so that they are genuinely... Happy to go to a table and greet someone.
0: Yeah.
1: And one thing that
2: I, please. uh, sorry to interrupt. I I really, really want to put in here is that one of the things that we hear time and time again, both from people who have taken the course and just, you know, people we're working with in general is this, this kind of like one-stop shop expectation of like, well, but I told them. I told my staff they should be smiling. I told them that they need to be time. I told them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I said it. What more is there that I can do? And one of the things that I'm really proud of about this course is it's less about what your employees are doing. We're not here to talk about what you like can get your employees to do because if you are in the game of trying to get your employees to do anything, you've already lost. And what we really, really focus on are the things that the management team has control over changing. You don't have control over whether someone's gonna smile at a table, but there are 20, 30 different things that you can control about your management style and your leadership style in order to encourage and inspire your team to be showing up at a table providing hospitality, smiling, making that connection. And so we really dive into the things that the management team can control and can be bringing outside of this, like, well, I told them what to do and they won't do it. And so I just don't know. So you get to a point where you're like, Oh, I do know. I have, I have so many other things I can try.
0: Right. Very, very good point. So, uh, so Darren, as, as, as we wrap up, or Allison, take us to where they can see you guys in person and, and where and what you're doing online.
1: Well, sure. We've got um, the online course is uh, how we started the program and um, we felt it went quite well. So we're now taking it to the, the live version and the next online course dates will be coming out soon, but we'll be running a, uh, another course. And the uh, restaurant food shows, uh, New York, California, Florida have um, uh, taken notice of the course and they asked us to present at the shows. So we'll be doing a, a workshop in Anaheim, Orlando, and New York. And uh, you can go to Restaurant Management 201 to see everything. And I, I guess the the part that Allison and I are excited about is what the workshop brings to the show, but what the show brings as a overall piece, right? There's just not enough time to put your managers through a college course or Um, uh, give them time off to go uh, tour other restaurants. So the restaurant shows are are one of the best ways to get all that new um, ideas and products and solutions. So the workshop is a perfect time to bring your managers, your key employees, your owners, and then also see the show. So it's uh, we feel a really good fit to uh, bring bring it live. So we've got one coming up in August, and then again in November, and it looks like in March. So we've got a few live, and then like I said, we've got dates coming out very soon for our next online course.
0: Good, yeah. And uh, if, I'm, if my brain serves right, California, which is Western, is August. The Florida one is November, and then and then New York is is in March. So good. That'll be that'll be next year, and then uh, the full spelling is Restaurant Management Two Hundred One. Fully spelled out is correct.
2: Fully spelled out. Yep.
0: All right. So restaurant management 201 and we'll put a link in in the notes where we post it and uh, and so forth to to get there. You got to check this out. Look for the next time the course comes available. Is there any parting thoughts, any other slides, anything to close us with uh, you guys?
2: You know, I'll just say that we're really excited to have these two different ways to present the material. The workshop is going to be it's going to be less than half a day where you get an opportunity to receive all of the training, like every ounce of training from the five month program will be in the three and a half hour workshop. So for those businesses that really are super short on time, they just need to get in and get out. Mm -hmm. We have that opportunity. And then with the longer course, we're actually able to support implementation. It's not about just telling people things. We are then there step-by-step, week-by-week to support with it actually happening it actually taking root in the restaurant so it's just it's two very different offerings and we're really excited to have both opportunities for whichever restaurants need which option the most
1: and that's probably my favorite part of the online course is the follow up so they get the online course but they also get coaching classes after where we're holding their feet to the fire on accountability and we're working with them to get everything implemented
0: Good. Yeah. Cause I know, listen, it's easy to get excited about a program. It's easy to rah, rah, rah for a couple of minutes, but if you're not held accountable, um, it, it may not get done. So uh, Darren, uh, Allison, thank you for joining us here. You can check them out at restaurantmanagement201.com for more great tips about restaurant marketing and service and people and uh, technology and so forth. Check us out at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you both. Thanks so much, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Take care.